0: Welcome back to the Modern Creator Podcast. It is your boy Alberto Mendoza. I am joined today with Steven Scrocky. Is, that, is there that, you go. that right? There you go, Yes, sir. And he is based out of, I believe you said Lexington, South Carolina. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, he is a videographer, cinematographer who specializes in sports videography have a sports videographer in the house, man. So I'm very excited to get you on the podcast, man.
1: Uh, Steven, dude, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I've been uh, busy as hell. Uh, I hope I can curse on this podcast. You could,
0: you could let it fly if you want.
1: Okay, cool. I mean, I kind of want. I, I try to keep as PG as I possibly can. Although I'm wearing a John Daly shirt right now because um, my Scrocky Sports apparel is all dirty from Friday night. But um, yeah, man, doing good. Uh, hey, wife, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> so um yeah man just uh got a lot of projects on and of course my day job i've got like a million things going on right now because it's our busiest season so man we're just cranking it out and having fun i
0: want to talk about all this right here but like busy is good in my opinion i mean we're
1: i don't know if we're technically in a recession
0: but we i keep hearing we're gonna get in a recession pretty soon so i think if you're staying busy i think it's a good thing
1: yeah i mean I don't know if it's like a recession or not. I mean, I'm not some te- freaking... Technically
0: speaking, I, I, yeah, like, mathematically speaking, I don't know right. exactly, but it's like, I keep hearing that threat and it's, I don't know if it's just trying to spook the people out here or whatnot. So like, I, I don't know.
1: I mean, I don't know. I mean, my wife's an accountant and she kind of keeps up with it. and uh, But she's like, te- the technical definition of a recession is... You know, blah 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 blah, and I'm like, all right, well, all I know is is that we ain't moving into this house because we got a damn good interest rate. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Steven, dude, uh, let's hear a little bit about you, man. How did you get into the creative space? Were you always into videography, photography, or creativity since the jump as a kid, or is it something that evolved throughout time? Let's let's hear your backstory, bro.
1: Yeah, I got a little. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I'm like, I I'm super ADHD, so. Um, it's, uh, and finally got diagnosed after 30 years. So that's, that's lovely. Um, so I think that's where like kind of the creativity, like kind of sparks. Um, I've always been into music. My mom's a, a fantastic singer. So is my sister. I was always on the drums and like, I was always moving and I always wanted to be, I always had somewhat of a creative side, but I always was very athletic too. Not athletic to get into D one, but you know, you know, torn rotator cuff kind of thing. mid all state, you know. Whatever. Damn injuries, man. That wholesome meal. Uh, no, so I, uh, I basically got into so my major. I'll, I'll really dial it back. So my major at uh, Clemson University is graphic communications. So. Um, It's the lovely marriage of print and packaging and business, Um, but they squeeze in there a little bit of media and like design, all that kind of stuff, Um, and ironically now, it's totally shifted, so I really wish I would have gone there now teaching this stuff, because now they're doing like way more digital marketing and uh, more of the digital side of stuff instead of print's not going away, print packaging's not going away, but the money is in the digital side, so Kind of wish I was uh, more into that, but we took a um, photography was well, a photography class. It was like a media class and um, learned how to use a camera. I borrowed my cousin's camera because he just started getting into photography, and I mean it was a it was a crap camera, but it did the job. And I remember one time where we learned how to use like uh, basically slow shutter right on a fast moving object, and I got my fraternity brothers on the basketball court and 30 minutes straight on a tripod and all they were doing was layups and one-on-one. So I worked those boys to death. And so as time progressed, got through the class, whatever. And, um, I, it was my last year of college and I always got annoyed that whenever we had a formal or like a party or anything, it was the crappiest photos. Like, I mean, just awful. So I actually just kept my cousin's camera, and he got a new one. Um, And all I did was I charged that thing up. I didn't know a lick of, like, I just put everything on auto, and it had, like, the little flip uh, flash on it. And I just said, y'all, take as many pictures as you want, have fun, and I'm going to throw it in a Facebook album that's private and that all of our dates could have pictures. And uh, it was actually really cool because uh, you kind of – it was a good way to kind of talk to uh, another person's date if your date sucked. So um, a, little bit of, a little bit of thieving right there, but kind well, of kept kinda, doing that. Do you, that. Remember, the, do you then, remember the camera
0: that you were using back then? I,
1: I want to say it was a Rebel T3i. I feel like that's everyone's go-to starting Rebel Everybody's. The, it's the, the Rebel it's T. The every, Rebel T. It's, it, and I don't know. I really don't know why. And I didn't know jack crap about cameras. I just knew how to point, shoot, and then throw it into – well, I guess back then – I mean, there were some light editing tools, but this is circa of what, 2016. So, yeah. sure there was, right? I'm sure there was a Lightroom, but I didn't know anything about it really. I mean, I knew there was Photoshop, but I wasn't going to dump a thousand pictures and manually edit it all. I still so, don't know how to use
0: Photoshop like that.
1: <laughs> right. And so, time moved on, and I graduated college, moved down to Orlando, Florida, um, and I hated it, absolutely hated it. Moved up to Charlotte about 10 months later and went to be with my girlfriend, who is now my wife. Um, and a little quick shout out, you know, uh, we what started in high school. What was so. in
0: Orlando? Was, that, uh, was it work related, creativity?
1: The plan was always for me to go down to Orlando, or at least in my mind, go down and get the work experience at this print, uh, print facility because that, I mean, I was basically a salesman. Uh, and they told me to go door-to-door, which was not promised. That That's not exactly how the job was supposed to be. But um, went down there. It was terrible. Uh, and found a new job with actually Shutterfly um, up in Charlotte. And uh, basically working as an account manager um, and be with my wife. So, um, yeah. So once I got to Charlotte, I joined a gym. And this is where it really started to take off because – I had done some social media marketing at the school because I was basically running um, the personal trainers at our school gym social media and all that kind of stuff. And, like, kind of running the gym social media in terms of campus activities. So I had always had an affinity for social media. It's the largest phone book in the world. So I always thought that was cool. Um, The gym that I joined, I didn't want to join, like, a global, like – why I did the YMCA hated it. Uh, I, I love heavy lifting. I love Olympic lifting. That's kind of my thing. Um, I love like being athletic. So never been to a CrossFit box. So finally went to one and, uh, kind of just talked to the guys and dude was a, a recent USC, uh, not Southern Cal, South Carolina, um, grad. And, uh, we hit it off and he was like, Hey man, dude, our social media sucks. We need some good pictures. We, I don't know how to do any of this. I was like, well, I know a little bit about pictures and whatnot, so I grabbed a um, damn what was that camera? Uh, oh my god! I, I shit, I can't remember what it was. Um, I don't know. It wasn't. It was. Uh, it was. It was not that good. Um, and I had like a, a small kit lens with it, and I, I was just taking photos and posting on social media and whatnot. And and I started to get like decent at it, and I realized damn, my, my camera's not fast enough for this. Like, I need a faster camera. Well, year later and after, I mean, hell, I was using a flash at a CrossFit competition. I'm like, I'm blinding these guys. Like, this is ridiculous. So I was like, I got to get something faster. And I had finally saved up the money. I was like, okay, I'm going to just go look up on Google best sports camera, right? Um, well, I found the Sony a7 III because everybody was like, Mirrorless is really good for sports and whatnot. I was like, okay, well, lo and behold, the camera came out like a month after I googled it, and, and that, I didn't that even was realize a I paid revolutionary full price. camera,
0: revolutionary right. camera. Right, and
1: too. I was, I, I had no idea. All I knew is that I, from my old camera to Sony A seven III, I was like, holy crap, I can, I'm, I'm shooting a machine gun right now. So that kind of morphed into, um, <laughs> actually, a lot of models in Charlotte wanting to shoot. So I got into more portrait photography and stuff like that. Um and it was cool, but uh the the hard part that I found was first off everybody kind of gave me crap for it because you're shooting half naked ladies and you're married. So probably not a good look even though my wife doesn't care. She's like dude, Steven just wants to go take a cool photo and like he's about the art and he's about the money. Like he doesn't care about that. So and half the girls were they were kind of weird anyway, but Either way, it was it was fun. But uh, I started we started the transition out of Charlotte because of COVID. Um, we couldn't afford far Charlotte anymore, uh, so then went down to Lexington. And I always knew I wanted to do sports. And whether it was going to be in Charlotte, doing you know whatever high school is around me, or uh, CrossFit or whatever, right? I wanted to do sports, and so moved down to Lexington. Actually, I think that move actually got me let go from my job with Shutterfly. So I was unemployed for like 10 months. Um, And all I was doing was like sports stuff because I had dabbled into that. And then like literally five months later, I got let go. So I don't know the correlation to that. I don't know if Shutterfly knew that, but whatever. I'm not going to comment. But um, I started to really get into it then. And that's when I started. So like really 2000 and like. 21 is where it really started to take off because 2020, I did my first sports job ever. One of my uh, good friends from high school, he was working as like an IT person for this private school. Um, and he said, hey man, like I don't know if you do video, but these people want to highlight videos. So uh, I guess you could, if you're interested, like they talk to you. And I absolutely Bullshitted how I like, oh yeah, I can totally do it. Talking to the parents, I was like, yeah, like you can d- see this and see that. This is what I've done. Totally not mine. And uh, <laughs> you gotta do what I you gotta do, freaking, I guess. I, so all I did was I looked up, like, okay, I know my camera can do 120 frames per second. That's what you're supposed to do. And as I shot the game, when I went home, I Googled within like a week, just nothing but like settings how to slow stuff. I mean, I was on YouTube like crazy, cranked out the video. They loved it. And I was like, okay, I think I got something here. So 2021 hits. And that's when I finally signed with a school and, um, like a local high school. Um, or, I'm sorry, I should back up. So I started then doing some baseball stuff cause that was 2021 spring. Right. So doing a lot of baseball stuff. And I, that was when I was really experimenting with like how to, What settings I should use, what kind of editing style I like, you know, how to actually put stuff into Premiere and make it cinematic and learning. I I knew the sport. I mean, I played it all my life. So that was the benefit of me is that I know where the ball is going to go. I know what kind of pitch is coming. I know what's going to happen. So um, it's really easy for me to film. Um, So then football season comes around. So 2021 fall, um, still ain't got a job. Uh, Actually, that was when I just got let go. So I am full into this and I'm ready to roll. Signed with the team here locally and I made one video and it was um, a kid who actually plays at South Carolina now, Nick Emanwari. If you're watching this, shout out to you. Um, He had like a black visor on and he had Batman gloves and his team was like a Pittsburgh Steeler. uh, Like that's kind of who they embodied. And I made this like eight second, nine second video of Him just, like, kind of being cool, right? And then he flashed the Batman gloves. And I put, like, the Bane voice from Dark Knight Rises in there. And that thing just took off, right? And I think I gained, like, 10,000 followers on Instagram. Like, it was insane. And And that was also when Reels was just, like, exploding. And, like, it was the gold rush. So, really, from there, it just... I started to get more jobs, started to get like, you know, basketball. Then I did a lot more baseball. And then the next year, kind of the same thing linked up with a couple brands, like actual glove brands. And then, um, uh, like a, what do you call them? Uh, supplement company, like just kind of doing something like that. And now I'm going to call this my third year of like really doing just sports. Like I think before I was kind of just bullcrapping around and trying to make a couple extra bucks, but now it's like serious with it. You know, this is the money you going to pay. This is the contract. Like no ifs ands or buts you go to, you can find someone else cheaper. Fine. Don't care. Uh, but yeah, so really I'm going to say this is like my third year of like really taking it seriously. So that's my story all in a I, nutshell. Of I love what, that. I love minutes.
0: that. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that the, the, the years prior to taking it serious was just bs And I feel, I feel like you're probably trying to figure yourself out, figuring out different kinds of avenues of content creation. But you honed in and you niched down to sports videography. You're an athlete yourself. I've seen some of the videos of you doing powerlifting and whatnot. Um, so like you said, you know the sport, so it made sense for you to document that. And it just came very natural to you. But I, I, the, the part of the story that I really love is that you were – you weren't hesitant to say i feel like most people would be like if someone asked you hey can you shoot this video for us some people would be like would probably came and be like i don't know if i could do it i don't have the gear i don't even know how to edit i don't even know what editing software i should use you're like i could do it i'm going to figure it out
1: yep that's how i've always been I, I i'll figure it out that's like i'm gonna tell my future kids that like if they don't know how to do something figure it out i, I, I don't know what to tell you bub so uh yeah that's how I was always, that's how i've always kind of been you know like you know, I've always been, a short, I'm 5'8", now I'm way too fat, but back then, you know, in high school, you know, like 5'8", five, five you know, football season, I was 200 pounds, wrestling season, I was 180, back to baseball season, I was 200, so like, I played on the line, a little bit off the line, football, like, I've, I've always been a smaller dude, right, so I always kind of had, and I, I'm not the smartest, I'm I'm a I'm an absolute stooge, I'm dumb <laughs> as hell, um, like, I, I've never made above a thousand on the SAT, right? And somehow made it into Clemson. I've no, I, that I don't know how, but like I always pride myself of like just figure it out. Like I don't, it does not matter what it is, just figure it out, right? Because no one wants to hear about your complaining. No one wants to hear about your crying. And like, it,
0: it, it's so awkward. I hate when like when someone's complaining to me, it's like, what am I supposed to do this, with this information? Like, am I supposed to bring the little violin and start playing it for you. Some sad music. Exactly. Like, I got the I world's
1: smallest violin for you, pal. There you it's, go.
0: It's like, I don't know what you want from me. You, like, I, I just don't get it. Like, I don't know. Like I call it, I guess maybe I'm an asshole. I don't know, but I, I, just don't, I hate people that complain, man. Just like
1: the answers are out there. Go figure it out. Yeah. I, one of me and my wife's biggest pet peeve is asking a question, um, without trying to Google it first. I mean, it, 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 it doesn't, I don't get it. I really, I don't understand um, you know, whenever someone asks me, I have no problem with giving out advice, right? Like, um, but, uh, I, I have learned to, uh, gatekeep a little because you will get undercut in this business like no other. Um, especially with, you know, all these, uh, a lot of newcomers that can just go buy, you know, I mean, you a, can a, go for get, camera
0: for a thousand dollars now.
1: Exactly. Get, you, hell, you can go, you can get a Best Buy, Best Buy credit card or hell, you can just go to Best Buy buy it, and then get all the gear, shoot within seven days, and, and return, return it, it, and get your money back. I mean, people do it at Lowe's for tools all the time. Why don't they do it with technology? So no, they like, do.
0: No, they do, actually. <laughs> I, I've seen it done many times. I know a few people that get some stuff on Amazon, and they just return it right after.
1: Exactly. So a lot of these, a, a lot, and, and I say kids, right, but it's it's not obviously just the kids, but it's mostly the high schoolers, right? And they, I have no problem with giving out advice, but sometimes when you start to get to a certain level, there is a certain level of gatekeeping that you have to do, especially if you can kind of see the writing of the wall, if there's some competition. So, um, but in, uh, that's kind of another tangent, but, uh, I, uh,
0: currently you're working with a school or just a a specific team.
1: Uh, no, I'm actually, this year I'm doing a little different. Um, I was going to work with a team, but circumstances just didn't work out. So, um, I'll take that off the record with you. Uh, but I, I actually got a lot of inspiration from a guy up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, his name is Xavier, and his YouTube is called Zflix. And um, him and another person, Next Gen Highlights, is also on YouTube. Um, they have built their YouTube following pretty high up. And the Zaflix guy, he told me he was like, "Look, man, like." stop worrying about like all these schools you know they're going to they're going to nickel and dime you for everything now if you can do school highlights for them cool if you can do parcel highlights for people great keep doing it but really work on that youtube because it will pay dividends and so i was like you know what i got a i got a day job loving it it's pretty good you know wife's got a good job so basically i have i have the room to i can go to a game that i want to and not make any money per se, right? But I can get my name out there. So I'm kind of reversing roles of what I did when I first started. Um, But now I've got the tools to get, you know, I'm now better at what I do in my craft. Now it's more so like perfecting the technicalities of how do you get better at YouTube? How do you get better at your SEO? Like the digital marketing part of it.
0: Yeah, I was taking a look at your YouTube right before this call and I was quite impressed, man. Do you have some like, you have some pretty numbers, man? For as far as like view counts, like, and your videos, and your your videos are running from like fifteen to like I've seen as long as like thirty minutes. It's like damn, like, and obviously YouTube loves longer videos. I know society thinks that sh- shorter with shorts, reels, and TikToks is like it's like the way to go, but like the real. Like I say if you want to monetize a YouTube channel, like having those lengthy videos and the view count and retention, that is a breadwinner right there
1: right. and I've you know, I've got a couple of ideas that I want to do as far as the YouTube anyway. um you know, one of my best friends uh, he's uh he's an influencer, right and um he he talks to me about like a couple of ideas that I should do and whatnot. and I actually looked at him for guidance on like, well, I guess I'm kind of a micro-influencer too. I mean, 100%. I guess. And I hate saying that too cuz it sounds It's so cringe. Cotton. I know. It's, yeah, it's it's terrible, I I hate saying it, right? but it but it is what it is. Right. And and hell, I think half my followers on Instagram are fake anyway. So, um, but uh, regardless, I do have some reach and I look to him for advice and he's given me some couple of ideas to kind of go off of and I think I might start implementing that in the fall um just kind of test it out and like i said this is kind of like a testing period for me of like you're gonna see some different stuff from me as far as my socials and maybe some of the youtube and how i conduct things um i just want to see what the audience really likes you know
0: do you mind sharing with us and you don't have to if you don't want to but do you mind
1: sharing those couple of ideas you have sure yeah so um one of the things I want to do is actually make, like, uh, on my channel, since it's already labeled Scrocky Sports, right, I'm going to have, like, playlists of, like, obviously each sport that I film. But I would love to do, like, um, have you ever heard of, Dray- you know who Draymond Green is, uh, basketball player, right? He has his own little podcast, and literally after every game, just gets in front of his laptop, has a microphone, talks, right? I would love to do that as soon as I'm done filming my the football game and give my thoughts. Um, thoughts on the actual uh, game itself or the filmmaking aspect so uh well I guess I guess I could do both right I mean I'm all ears right but uh talking about literally just the game from like an athletics perspective like the game right what did I see um you know listening to like the radio on the way home of like the scores like talk about that stuff and and if anybody else is filming stuff around the state I'd love to like watch that and just commentate on that um, and then maybe, you know, even just like sports in general, like I've always wanted to do something like this where like, I call a coach and get them on the show. Right. And we just talk about what what do you think the future of high school sports is? What do you think of college recruiting these days? What about NIL? Like just stuff like that. Um, I mean, that sounds like a good the, idea, man. I don't see why not. Like I, I, you have the gear, I mean, the, the technology it, is there. It's the time to do it, right? It's the, you know, when I'm done filming at 10 o'clock at night and I got to go back home at 1030, am I really going to open up? Then I got college football Saturday, NFL Sunday, and then it's back to work on Monday, right? It's like, it's hard enough to already edit my videos as is and get them out, right? But, um, you do a pretty good job of
0: of consistently pumping on your Instagram on your Instagram page.
1: I try to stay to a good schedule as much. I've tried to do a lot better, like. Uh, Instead of doing the whole Dom Mazzetti bro science, like new YouTube every time I feel like it, right? Like I'm trying to be way more consistent about when to post because I want my audience to know, okay, his video is coming out on Monday at 7 p.m., right? The social video is coming out at 5 p.m. on Monday, right? Like stuff like that. Um, And I'm trying to be more consistent and make make a schedule for that. Um, But just a lot of ideas like that, you know, I've – thought about getting someone else to film me on the sidelines and like just kind of like a, a vlog like right thing to do but you know i don't know who wants to film me because i don't want to talk during the game because i can't have my voice on the microphone right so and the plays happen so fast right that it's i mean like, the, here's an idea do an overlay i don't know
0: oh yeah you could always do that i mean i there's this kid and oh my god i'm forgetting his name i literally discovered this kid like a few days ago and I've been binging his YouTube channel and what made his to me his uh, video so special is because he is also a DP and videographer based out of Orlando Florida and all he literally does is on his BTS is literally just has an iPhone the entire time this guy has a Sony FX6 so it's a $6,000 camera plus accessories makes it to $10,000 so can he shoot 4k of course he can but He's showing you the actual BTS, pretty much what you just just described right there, and he's with the phone. Just it looks pretty good, 4K. Uh, it looks good to me. Obviously, obviously, you're not gonna have the crazy depth of field compared to a mirrorless camera or a full frame. Um, and he's just making it work. And then if for some reason he cannot speak during the actual production, he just does an overlay, a voiceover. And and to me, that's like, I was able, I gravitated to that con- that kind of content because it is not pretty. And it is not shiny compared to like all these YouTubers that have the greatest setup with lights and all that good stuff. Um, that it was just him on his phone, and to me, I don't know. It was very like grassroots, and I really appreciated that. So just an idea, just use your phone. It's man. authentic.
1: Yeah, phone, man. yeah. I mean, it's it's authentic, right? People appreciate authenticity. I mean, that's the reason why you know a lot of the you see a lot of the social media campaigns for a lot of companies, right? They're going away from the traditional. You know, gotta be corporate, right? Like they're going to funny humor, right? I mean, Wendy's Twitter is constantly roasting people on I Twitter. I love that, yeah. And yeah, uh, so like things are changing. People want to see authentic people. So you know, I thought about that. I've actually one time I've strapped up a GoPro on my chest and tried to do like a POV thing, um, but I didn't have uh, enough battery for the whole game. So, you definitely need uh, a battery
0: bank for because GoPro batteries are garbage.
1: <laughs> yes, and so and so I thought about like maybe because uh, I've seen rigs with like the whole the you know the three sixty the three sixty like the the, camera and whatnot. Yeah, that too. I mean, just but like getting like the phone, just a phone, and just being right there, and like just I mean I don't know, like having a battery bank kind of magnetized to the back of it, and just getting like some old ass iPhone or something like that, and just like sticking it there, like. I'm sure I could go to the store, the Verizon store, right now and get like an iPhone 11 for 50 bucks or something like that. You know, like right, right. something like that. But yeah, there's a lot. There's definitely a lot of ideas brewing that um, you know, the, maybe that's the problem. I got too many damn ideas. But that, that's the thing, man. Like when you have too many ideas, you gotta just write them
0: down and just do a little checkbox, man. Just like, all right, today I'm gonna tackle this, or this week I'm gonna tackle. Focus on this and just do a check mark. Um, can you uh, let's get a little nerdy, man, and let's talk about your current 2023 gear setup.
1: Sure, yep, so I have got... All right, so let's see. So I primarily shoot Sony A7S III, the Feel World F6 monitor. I just bought it. Um, Yeah, I think it's F6. The Feel Good Pro. Feel World Pro, not Feel Good. Um, Regular, like, little shotgun mic, Rode. You know, it's very tiny, um, because... I mean, what I'm shooting, I mean, it's going to be loud anyway. So, um, the, got a little small rig on it, you know, handle and battery extender and all that kind of crap. Um, or your go-to lenses? Let's see, l- lenses. Lenses, I've got the, sep- so 17-28 Tamron, um, 28-75 Tamron, and then 70-200, to uh, F2.8 Sony. Ooh, beefy. Well, I mean... All right, so I listened to the last guy Juan and he talked about we well, only need an F4 and I respectively disagree. I think <laughs> that's I think that's bull crap because I know like the Sony A7 III can shoot low light pretty good. Um, he's also shooting professional stuff which has incredible lighting on the rink, on the field, right? I'm shooting at facilities that can't even the kids can't even tie their shoes, right? <laughs> so like the lights aren't even on. So, you know, I made a decision a long time ago to go ahead and get the big boy, right? And now this is the first generation. Um, So uh, I've loved it ever since. And I don't buy brand new. I've never bought any of this except for like, if it's $200 or less, I'll buy brand new. Anything over that, it's always used. Gotcha, gotcha. And so for how do you
0: approach these games, man? Are you like... Are you going handheld for the most part? Or are you going gimbal?
1: Um, what is your like main setup looking like? All handheld. Everything. No gimbal. And that that gimbal right there. If anyone wants to buy it, go for it. Because I don't <laughs> ever use it. Um, and hell, they don't even make it. I don't, they, they discontinued it. It's like the DGI Ronin like. First gen? SC or SC? S or something like that. SC, yeah, because I used to own it myself. <laughs> I don't even know if it's the SC. I looked that up and they still make it. It's the one that doesn't be made anymore. I think it's the I SC to one sell be- Because now it's the R, now they became,
0: it went from SC to like RS.
1: Yeah, I, I, I used it twice and like I always said, oh, I'm just going to keep it around for, you know, I might use it for something that I, I never use it. So, um, yeah, so what I just said earlier of what I'm rocking with, um, so pregame, I will have, um, so Sony a7S 3 28.75, um, and then obviously like battery extender, the, the rig, microphone, all that, I, that never, I never take it apart. The only things that I take apart are the lenses. Um, so your workflow so, is very seamless and pretty fast and easy. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so pregame, I had 28-75. I've shot with 17-28 to before. Um, it's a little too wide. Um and it's a, I, and, it's and rare when I fast. it's
0: rare when I use 17. The only time I use a 17 and 25 is literally just for the podcast. Other than
1: that, I rarely use it. Mhm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I used I want to I've used it a couple times for pregame stuff. Um but yeah, I don't know. Um So, that's pretty much what I do. Uh pregame is twenty seventy five, Um and then so uh when um, teams go back into their locker rooms and they're doing the whole uh, the national anthem, all that kind of stuff. Um, that is when I will switch to the 70 to 200, go to the middle field, do some close up shots because um, my favorite shot and uh, uh, this is from a guy that I love his photos are absolutely amazing. If you look up CS Productions on Instagram, like this kid is an 18 year old going to Clemson now, phenomenal photos. And he had um, he had a he had a photo one time where he shot through like the like the you know the in between like someone was like holding their hands on their hips like uh, meeting in between the fields and he shot in between there and a the guy's like profile right straight on and his color grading is perfect um, he probably just uses a preset every single time but whatever um, and uh, I love that shot so I always try to get that shot and that that's my thumbnail right so it's straight on so like away team home team on the thumbnail every time um, now if I get a sick photo during the game that's definitely gonna be a thumbnail but that's my game plan and then you just go back wait for the game and the whole game I'm 70 to 200 and I'm usually like 40 to 50 yards, like or 30 to 40 yards behind uh, in front of the offense, and, no and seventy
0: two hundred is good enough for you. I when I was watching some yeah, of your your yeah, examples, I I assume you had some sort of like like a three hundred to six hundred millimeter or something like that. Nope, seventy two hundred. No, yeah, uh, yeah, obviously, but just yep. like that range you get because you look very pretty. You look pretty damn close, and I'm like. No way that could be a seventy two hundred because I own a seventy two hundred and uh, but I mean you mm-hmm. might you I mean obviously you have more experience in the sports field so you know how to position yourself to get those critical angles and critical shots and, and moments.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I luckily I've been to a lot of games where like the sideline you, you know like the coaches aren't jerks right so like sometimes I might be like right next to the coaches like with all the players too depending on where they are in the field and how good the offense is moving right like if it's a crap offense i'm gonna be closer so i can get a better view of like the defense right if it's a great offense i'm gonna scoot farther back right so um yeah just a lot of like stuff like that 7200 is like god's gift to this earth in terms of camera (laughs) stuff for me like it's 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 been amazing i mean the first that first job that i did for that private school i did on the 28 to 75 tamron and uh it, I mean, it served its purpose, right? But um, I, I don't crop in on, I mean, what you see on YouTube is, you know, 200 at the max. I don't crop in at all. No post cropping. Wow. Not at
0: all. Nice. That's that's that so, looks pretty damn good, man. As far as having access to these teams, uh, when, how do you approach communicating with these teams like because you're not working for a specific school right
1: yeah so um yeah yeah i'm uh (laughs) this may sound really bad but i kind of just walk in i just kind of walk in um so uh it's kind of one of those i know this sounds really pretentious but like see someone with a big ass camera they kind of just don't really question if they're media or not right so Um, now if it is some, I haven't shot really anywhere like that. I have not been to as of yet, um, where I did not seek out permission. Right. So, um, like this Friday I've been to this place. The coaches know me. Um, if I just show up, they're going to dap me up. They're going to say, Hey, how you doing? Right. Like all that kind of stuff. And it's actually the other team is the team that I just shot this past Friday. So they all know me and I'm probably going to do some work with them too. Um, so a lot of the times, I, you know, I don't want to be that guy that just shows up if it's a brand new school. So I'll reach out to the AD and um, I'll ask him and I'll basically just like, hey, uh, you know, I'm a local content creator uh, based out of Lexington, South Carolina. Um, would love to come film your game. Uh, here is my YouTube and here is my other socials if you would like to see that. And nine times out of 10, it, it, well, at least now that I have a, following you know i mean it's kind of free publicity right um and as long as like i mean as long as you're not being a creeper and freaking taking pictures of the girls like up you know the cheerleaders up in, you know whatever they're doing right like you know because there was a dude apparently a couple years ago who got in trouble with that who just walked onto the field took pictures of cheerleaders and then like like sold them on the internet got went to jail Oh so and And so it's kind of a catch twenty two for me because, you know, like we talked about earlier, you know, with the, all with all these kids and whatnot that are coming in with not really credentialed, if you will, they don't really have much of a following. Um, you know, they could just waltz in. I I I think there has to be some level of security at these games too, right? Because, I mean, you never know what kind of areas you're gonna walk into. I mean, hell. The photographer I mean there might be a fight that breaks out into the stands and if you're not seasoned enough to know like hey um if I post that video I'm gonna get this school and those people in a lot of trouble because I myself I've got a lot of incriminating evidence still in the locker right now like I mean there there's there's a couple videos I the kids could go to jail if I if I release it but like I'm it's not right right and so there has to be some level of like Security at these games. Um, On the flip side, I also like how I can just walk in, it's nice um but on yeah, the other but, hand but you've also but I, you've, I at the same time
0: you've, you've proven yourself to like hey i am a content creator here is literally my work via like instagram or youtube so it's not like you're you're doing anything weird or sus you know yeah, like i'm not you're, a stooge you're, right? you're showing right. you're showing proof that you're like hey i'm a validated content creator and i want to create right. some stuff for you guys and especially i
1: mean who's going to want to say no to like dope content you know You'd be surprised. You'd be very surprised, honestly, because and, and I will say this, and I actually agree with it. There's a school up in North Carolina called Julius Chambers, and they have done a really good job of basically saying, hey, we're you have to fill out this form. You have to fill out a background check, all that kind of stuff. Um, but on there, the disclaimer is before you post anything of, of this game, our own in-house people have to post first. Um, uh, that sounds pretty standard to me, though. I think it is too, and it's a great idea because that means all the traffic inevitably goes to them first, right? Um, if a kid makes a great play, well, the Julius Chambers Instagram account is going to get that first. If another creator wants to get that same play later on, might not get as much traffic, but they're allowed to do so. But it's also in the contract; you should honor it. Um, I think there. I, I think that's something that schools probably need to get into. Um, I don't think schools really know how. To designate, you know, what should be allowed. I mean, I've seen some schools where like, you're allowed. you know, you can fill out this form. You're allowed to shoot, but you have to give a donation to the school. And it's like, mm, okay, that's interesting. Uh, You're basically just weeding out the people who don't want to pay 50 bucks to go do that, which I don't know if that's their end goal. Right. But you also have other schools. I mean, hell, I mean, University of Colorado, Dion's doing it right now. He allowed 800 media members to get into the last game. And that's a lot. Now, I don't know if media includes like just videographers and content creators, right? It's probably media, right, means sideline passes. But even still, that's a lot. So, you know, it's kind of a catch-22 in terms yeah. of yeah. all that kind of stuff. What, what
0: I find pretty fascinating when it comes to like sports videography in the high school or in the college level, I assumed that the institution is going to... Well, I don't want to say the word hired, but just have someone from the actual a student, for example, in the actual school that's in the like the media that's majoring in film or media. That's going to, hey, come to the games. Uh, we'll probably pay you minimum wage, create these dope content reels for us, because I see a ton of really great content from the college level, college football, especially now that it's ramping up. There are some and you see they are like young individuals i don't know if they're kids or not but like you see them with a nice setup like an fx3 or a sony a7s fx6 uh, at these college games creating some really cool even in the high school level like local high school level here in san diego for example carlsbad high they have an amazing media content creation team and i thinking i'm like well they could be students that just major in this because it's very easy to learn this for free via youtube or if they're i wonder if they're hiring someone specifically like an individual like yourself
1: that's not actually part of the school you're you're right on both of them um so colleges uh they they don't pay at all like and I, I assume that i assume that because yep. they're, they're students right the, the and, NCAA and knows that's how to like pimp a seasoned veteran
0: <laughs> what's that i said the ncaa know how, knows
1: how to pimp out their students well and yeah it's it's rough but um You know, if you're a seasoned veteran, if you go to a college game, you're more than likely shooting for a publication. You're not going to. I mean, you can't sell your photos because it's copyright infringement. So um, you have to give it to a publication or a website that's already got the copyright uh, rights. Um, And for all for all the content creation that you're talking about on their socials, it is the students. It is part of the creative teams of the athletics and most of the time, I mean, I would say 80% of them are just interns and they're students and they might get paid minimum wage. They might not. I mean, it's for the love
0: of the school, right? That was a term I was um, looking for, internship. Yeah, they're probably interns most likely because I, I doubt they're getting paid anything. And If they are, it's pennies on the on the dollar.
1: Now, Cle- now I know this for a fact. Clemson pays their people. That I just know that from experience. Um, actually, one of the people who's like the senior like creative directors there now for football actually was uh went to school with me yeah but he's not um, a, he's not a current student right now so that makes sense she, no, she's not paid. she's uh, well she's been out since al hong i've been out so he has, he has, yeah. yeah yeah so there's that um as far as the high school level um it depends on the high school i mean it really depends on how big it is right i mean in san diego i mean it depends on how how much money there is right i mean yeah. you have the national schools like modern day out in high school i mean they're they're going to have their in-house people, right? Because it's a big enough school. And it's a private school, um, too. So, I mean, yeah, they're privately funded and whatnot. So, but yeah, like,
0: for example, like Modern Day. Yeah, they have an amazing social media, specifically football uh, page, which is like, geez. Like, and, in the they, video- and
1: they let people come in because they, they know that the the content creators that want to go film that, they know they're going to get hits. And it's just, it's, like you said, it's free publicity. Um, but you're actually starting to see what high schools are doing, uh, what colleges are doing. They're starting to integrate media classes as a class, and it's it's basically the new and revamped yearbook class. Um, yeah. So, you know, so you're going to have, let's say, 20 students, right, for the fall in there. And now I don't know if it's a year-long class or not, but let's just say it is a year-long class. You have 35 students, and you designate, I don't know, three to five students per sport, right, right? you have editors and then you have shooters right and then they flip back and forth obviously to gain the experience and that's what these big high schools are doing and while i hate it as an outside person in cuz it's like why don't y'all hire me cuz I, I mean not to be a jerk but like I, I know i know more right i know i know how to edit better right i know what i'm looking for um you know i can i've i've got the experience right on the flip side dude if i had now if if we had that in high school, I would never do it, right? Because I would be playing the sport. Um, but I think it's fantastic. I think it's awesome because it's also a new wave. Another little tangent, but of you don't have to go to college, y- you can you can get the experience and you know I mean like that guy CS Productions that I told you about. He's going to Clemson for the same major as me, but he wants to be a professional photographer or whatever. In the end, I'm like, dude, you're wasting your money. The only reason why you're going to Clemson. Is because you want to gain the connections to go further. Right. Like I mean, well, that, just major in something that, better. Isn't
0: that what they say about school? Like uh the, at the university level. It's like you're literally paying for the networking.
1: Uh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you know, but I, I think high school the it is pretty cool that uh high schools are starting to integrate their own media teams. Yeah. I think it's I think it's I, good. I think it's
0: fantastic. Uh again, I mean, we could go off tangent when it comes to like providing well, do they, how do they compensate these creators, you know? Um, yeah, it's it's so new. We're like, we're in such new territories when it comes to content creation, especially like the high school level, because again, I keep referencing your high school because I've seen some great, amazing, professional amazing stuff. content in the just the high school level itself. So, right. I mean, obviously the college level, they have a, a crazy, a lot more money um, to fund these programs, like media programs and whatnot, but
1: not every high school can do that. Nope. Yo, And imagine what these content creators that are doing for these high schools, if you give them a budget to go direct like a small movie. I mean, I mean, I can't imagine how many like I look at a company like Omaha Productions, Peyton Manning's new company, and it's awesome They're, I mean, they're effectively taking the hard knocks model, but making it better. And I don't know about better, if if man. Not that, higher, that hard knocks level is so good. <laughs> it's good. And 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 Omaha Productions is on its way. And so if and like QB1 on Netflix, like all these sports stocks, and you're gonna start seeing a lot of people like me who got a good following and whatnot, but you want to get bigger, right? Well, how can you ball on a budget to another level, right? There's always levels to how you can ball on a budget. You're gonna start seeing more. High schools, which is also another idea I have, is making a hard knocks for a high school. You know, I mean, it's 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 free recruiting, too. I mean, as much as we don't want to talk about it, uh, as much as we want to frown upon it, there's recruiting in high school. And uh, social media is the free way to do it. (laughs) I actually uh, that just
0: reminded me what you just said right now. I pitched this idea because I wanted to do the hard knocks version to my high school, which is Oceanside High and uh, history, like they have, we have an amazing program, at least when we used to play two state championships, tons of CIFs uh, right now, they're they're definitely on the come up right now. So when I inquired, I just wanted to do some videography. I wasn't really getting paid that much, but I just, I was just so, I just wanted to film. And so I'm like, oh, that'd be cool to film some high school stuff. And uh, spoke with the coach. And I remember the coach specifically saying via email, like, yeah, this kind of content would be amazing to attract students to come because we're a public school. So we can't recruit since we're not a private school. Uh, It would be amazing to recruit these, these kids to our school. And when it came to discussing about potentially some sort of compensation, there isn't really much on their end, but they really wanted the video content and long story short, it didn't work out.
1: Yeah. And you know, I think that's kind of the future of content creation in a, in a nutshell is that um, it's, it's free advertising now. I mean, not free, right? There's, there's no such thing as a free lunch. But, um, you know, you're going to start seeing more of this kind of stuff as social media evolves too. I mean, you know, like you talked about with YouTube. I mean, kids want to go watch why – like, you know, kids want to see why IMG Academy is so successful. I mean, they want to see the behind the scenes of that. They want to see why they run the program that they they, they do, Right. Um, it trickled down from, you know, obviously, uh, what you call it, um, college, and now it's coming to here. So, you know, and like you said on your last video with Juan, like, I mean, we're in a content creation boom, right? And high school sports is about to be like that. So, football is going to be the first. Um, then it's going to be the other sports that can afford to do it. And they're going to realize, like, oh man, like, maybe we do need to invest in this kind of stuff, right? And maybe we do need a digital marketer, right? Maybe we do need an outside person because obviously the more money that you can bring in for sport, because we all know that sports is what brings in the money, right? I mean, hate to break it to people, but like, you know, academics is cool, but but sports brings in the money. When you bring in the money, you're going to attract other people to live in your area, right? So, you know, you get your sports up, means your education's up right oh yeah so you're gonna start seeing a lot of schools i think really investing in this kind of stuff right at right. least if i was a if i was a principal that's what i'd be doing right right um going back to you man do you
0: uh, where do you see yourself wanting to produce like what is your end goal like do you want to be some sort of creative director for like a college level like clemson for for example or do you want to like go in the pros uh
1: no I, I i don't have any aspirations to go college or pro like kind of that kind of stuff it's It's too saturated. You know, you kind of don't get to really be yourself. Um, You're beholden unto their ideas in a a fashion. We already talked about the compensations. Really not that much. Um, What I would love to do is really just to build my YouTube channel up and keep it growing and keep avenues. I would love to start building a network of basically I hire videographers to go film and cover games. Um, And then we post it onto either it's going to grow into another channel or my channel. Other people have already started this idea, too, but they just don't have the funding for it Um, because, you know, it's great to say, oh, man, hey, it's it's the same concept with getting an intern to do stuff. Right. Every y'all want you pay for peanuts, you get monkeys. Right. So if you want the quality, you're going to have to spend the money for it. Right. And so that's what I'm kind of waiting on is like, okay. When my YouTube starts to get the money for stuff, then I'm going to start investing it back into what the next plan is. So I would love to own, you know, my own like little digital media company, uh, m- website management, kind of like a digital marketing, but like really specify with like sports and kind of provide that service that, you know, maybe schools don't have. You know, if we can, you know, if I can send a couple of dudes to cover your team for the whole year for a price of five thousand dollars right and we'll also run your social media the whole year might be in your budget
0: yeah i mean I, I, to me that sounds like a pretty great idea i don't see why you guys can't do it i mean like like you said gears accessible you could teach kids nowadays how to how to shoot properly and figure out frame rates and whatnot so, i mean you figure it out on the fly so i mean if you could do it anyone else could do it uh, but i think that's a fantastic idea to build that that presence that online presence become a media powerhouse in your local area and then from there pitch to schools like hey we could do this a b c and d we're doing is great but look at what we're doing though and you want to be a part of this
1: yeah and i want to provide back to the kids i mean you know i never had this in high school there was no such thing as huddle i mean never had i mean to, to send out highlights we had to burn it on the cd and mail it to someone right like that's that's what I grew up in. And like all these kids got Twitter and they can post their highlights. But like that what about the stuff also that makes them
0: look cool. That could yeah. be a, a, another great idea to like offering these five star recruits in your area. Like, hey, uh, mom and dad, I know you guys don't have a camera, but like we could do and produce this for you on top of making a highlight sizzle reel on top of a regular reel to put it on your social. So colleges see your actual kid doing and balling.
1: Well, and, and and well, I always tell I always tell parents I'm not here to get your kid recruited. I'm here to make your kid look cool. Um, so you know, because coaches don't want to see a sideline view. They want to see an eagle eye view and like how you fucked up on the field. Um, because I want to see your flaws, right? But I can help you grow your social media presence and can help you maybe land some NIL deals. So. To me, that would be a bigger selling point of hey, I got a kid who's gonna be your personal photographer for the whole year. Parents, what would you be would you be up for that? Right. And, you know, and I can that, lock you in. That on some online stuff.
0: presence does give you some sort of clout where kids will or schools that weren't necessarily paying attention to you, but like they see your online presence, like, whoa, who is this person? Oh well, he has a few videos out here. Whoa, this guy's actually a good offensive tackler or whatever. Look at that pancake right there. Like, yeah, that online presence of looking cool. I mean, we're in a weird world where like cloud is everything, but that will translate to dollars.
1: Yes, and, and I hate to, and I hate to say it because as much as I love social media, it's it's so terrible. But it's where the attention is, right? And it's where the money is too. So you kind of have to follow the money. So you got to play the game, um, man. You got to play the game. Yep. I, and I always, yeah, that's
0: the worst part. <laughs> as we're wrapping up, man, um, can you provide five tips? for any aspiring sports videographer that's looking to break into the industry.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say, and I got 1% on my camera too. So this will be fun. Uh, so we, I would say, um, know your sport. I mean, that's number one thing to me. Absolutely. Know your sport within and out. You should be a coach of that sport. Um, I'd say two, um, build the relationships with the teams. Um, That'll just give you more access and obviously build a relationships. That's kind of how the world works. Um, know your gear in and out. I think no matter what you have, um, it, you need to, if, if something breaks on field, you need to learn how to operate it quickly because the next play is coming. Um, I would say invest in your gear, right? I, I know people want to say gear don't matter. I hate to break it to y'all kind of does, right? Especially in the sports world because you need the capabilities to shoot fast. Um, so invest in the gear, right? Get the starter stuff and then move on. And then five, I would say um, study YouTube. I mean, uh, YouTube is your best friend. I mean, yeah, YouTube is your best friend. <laughs> love it, love it. Well, Steven, thank you so
0: much for getting on the podcast. If you guys want to connect with Steven, his link will be in description, uh, Instagram and YouTube channel as well. Mm-hmm. Steven, thanks a lot for getting on the pod, man.
1: Peace out, brother.